0: Well hello everyone. Welcome to another episode of the Ascent Conversations podcast. My name is Mark, joined by
1: Roberta. (laughs) Hey.
0: As well as uh, our best friend, uh, Zach. What's up, Zach?
2: Hey, how's it going, everybody?
0: (laughs) So uh, we're excited for today's episode. We are going to be talking about uh, mental health and specifically mental illness and then zooming in or diving in even further to that anxiety and depression. But we just really feel like it's important uh, for Jesus followers and the church to talk about this stuff, mm-hmm. yeah. uh, the conversation is really beginning to open up, and people are, you know, the stigma is is you know being addressed, and people mm-hmm. are talking about it. But we just want to add to the conversation, continue to process this um, from a Christian worldview, a biblical worldview, yeah. Mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, hope we, we just want to talk about it, and then hopefully. Uh, Offer some helpful advice, concepts, principles for anyone walking through mental health Mm -hmm. uh, or mental illness uh, stuff. And then also for those, maybe you're not walking through it, but you know people who are walking through it. How do you come alongside yeah. uh, those those people and, and help them and love them? Um, but maybe before we kind of talk about, you know, all of that stuff, uh, both of you have had uh, pretty significant uh, journeys with mental illness, anxiety and depression mm-hmm. and, 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 and that. Um, so maybe Roberta, start off, share your journey. And then Zach, after that, you can share your journey and then we'll jump in and just talk about it. And mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Well, I think for me, uh, mental illness kind of started when I was very young. I always remember worrying and not sleeping. I don't know if that's exactly when I got anxiety disorder, but that those thoughts would be quite intrusive, even at a young age. Um, By the time I was at Bible college, I think it was very heightened. I remember meeting you and um, that kind of being a thing in our relationship. Mm -hmm. And so I was at the point where I would be driving and I'd be blanked out. I would not know how I got from point A to point B. I wouldn't be sleeping. I would have panic attacks at least once or twice a day. Um, so it was very just heightened and heightened. And I kept trying to be like, just don't worry. Just don't worry. Just don't think about it. Um, that wasn't helping, obviously. <laughs> <laughs> I would try to pray and that felt like it wasn't helping. So eventually my youth pastor, um, even though I wasn't a youth, your youth pastor is always your youth pastor. Is always. You say? Always yeah. your youth pastor. Yeah. Uh, Denise um, told me like, you need to go to the doctor. You need to get this addressed. Hmm. So I went to a doctor. I met with a mental health nurse. We went through some questions and she said, you have anxiety disorder. She's like, I think you already knew that. I started to <laughs> cry because even though some, you know it, just having the words said kind of causes you to feel like, oh man, um, it's real. So at that point um, in my mental health, I try, I didn't go on medication right away. I took some time to do some counseling, um, but eventually I did go on medication and it was on for several years. Uh, this last year was a full year of me now being off of medication. Um, but still doing very proactive things that we'll talk more about. So I think my relationship with mental illness is it's been very prevalent in my life. It's mm-hmm. been a very difficult struggle in our relationship for Mark and I even. Mm-hmm. So it's definitely always been something I've, I've dealt with. Um, but yeah, I think I'm kind of feeling I'm little at the light at the end of a tunnel <laughs> mm. with my mental illness. I'm feeling that. More I feel more freedom. There's um, hope. There's mm-hmm. hope. I'm yeah. feeling yeah. that in my mind. Um, I feel like all the years of the work I've put in, and it's years. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's not a week, it's not a few months. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm finally benefiting from those things wow. in my mental illness. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, that's kind of a bit of my journey. Amazing. But yeah.
0: Well, thanks for being vulnerable and for sharing that. Yeah. Zach?
2: Yeah, I think my mental um, mental illness journey started about seven years ago I was at the time I was doing a leadership development program I was living at a camp um really great time really great year uh but sort of around January of that year I started to kind of feel like and the way I've always described it is like there was a fog Mm -hmm. I'm like a mental fog and so uh, I ended up meeting with a mentor of mine and he kind of talked through you know that this that that time of year was a hard part of the year for most people. Um, and so I sort of just brush it off as, as a seasonal thing uh, and, and moved through the summer. And uh, that fall, I was moving to Winnipeg. And mm-hmm. so I think leading up to that, I started to feel really anxious about moving to Winnipeg. But again, kind of brushed it off mm-hmm. as being like, yeah, you're moving across the country to a city you've never been to. So yeah, it's natural that you're going to be kind of nervous about it. Uh, and so I really didn't seek any sort of practical help with my mental illness until, uh, the following June and started going to counseling. And, uh, it was a good experience, but, um, I kind of went on and off and then eventually just stopped going. Mm -hmm. And, uh, then I hit a low probably around four years ago in July. Uh, I, I reached a low where I was worried about my own physical, my own Safety. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I had a mentor at the time a, a pastor at our church and went to him and just said, Hey, like, this is what's going on. And, and I'm worried about my safety. And he was like, you need to go see a doctor. Mm-hmm. You need to seek out treatment, mm-hmm. um, because I want you to be safe and I want you to be mm-hmm. healthy. And so I went to a doctor and I was diagnosed with, um, depression and anxiety mm-hmm. and went on a medication. Uh, actually Roberta and I were on the same medication <laughs> and the same dose. So yeah. That- <laughs> That's kind We're of how men we, buddies. Yeah, we bonded over it. Ciprolex 20 milligrams. <laughs>
1: oh.
2: um, anyway, so I went on medication and I've been on that for the last uh, four years and and it's been really good. And mm-hmm. I think, um, yeah, like, like Roberta said, I've, it's been a long journey and mm-hmm. it's been, you know, for me, seven years of learning how to cope and process mm-hmm. and deal with this, deal with it. Um, so I go to counseling once a month. I'm mm-hmm. on a medication. Uh, and I make really proactive moves in my own life to, um, take care of myself and keep myself healthy. Mm -hmm. And I think, you know, we want, we live in an instant age and an instant world. Mm -hmm. And so we want healing to be instant, but I, that's not usually how it works. so.
0: So true.
1: But I think even like, because sometimes we're like, people will say, well, just don't worry or just don't be sad. And here's the truth. Everyone has anxieties. Everyone Mm -hmm. has lows. Those are totally normal to have in life. So if you're feeling anxious, don't start to be like, well, maybe I have anxiety disorder. Um, mm-hmm. we're not trying to diagnose anyone, but if it's a prevalent feeling, it's so important to go to your doctor, even if you're just not sure. And yeah. even if they tell you, you don't and you, you know, it's okay. You just need to do these things. Um, it's always better to be safe and to check on yourself than to not. Mm-hmm. Um, and if you have a friend struggling with it or someone you're close with, always encourage them to go to the
2: doctor. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the, a really important thing is, um, recognizing that it is such a process. Yes. Um, and so for me, like I went to a, a counselor. And it was okay, but it really just didn't feel like the right fit for me. And so mm-hmm. I ended up s- stopping going to that counselor and moving to a different counselor. Mm-hmm. And that was a much better fit. And mm-hmm. I think a lot of times we can seek out help, you know, start a medication or go to a certain counselor or try a certain form of therapy or whatever. Mm-hmm. And it doesn't work instantly or, or it's not the right fit for us. And we feel like discouraged, like my problem is too big. And that's not yeah. true. Usually no. it takes experimenting. I was really lucky that the medication I went on was the right fit for me right from the start. Mm -hmm. But I know lots of people who will try something and it doesn't work Mm -hmm. and then they have to wean off it and try something else. Mm -hmm. And so I think recognizing that, like, it's a process and that's okay. Like, it's not going to happen overnight. Mm -hmm. Um, The other thing I would say is it was interesting. I was talking to um, a group of students uh, at our church recently about this topic. And one of the things they were talking about was they were like, it seems like mental illness is so much more widespread these days than it was before. Uh, And I said, you know, I think there is a certain level of our society um, is a breeding ground for mental illness more so than it used to be. But also I think because this conversation is coming to light Mm where people aren't suffering in silence anymore. And I think a lot of, I think a lot of our parents and grandparents, they also struggled, but because of social taboos. They never weren't allowed about to name it. it. No. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Or it's like, why isn't Jesus healing you? Yeah. And I think Jesus cares and you better believe every time someone says, dude, does anyone here want to receive healing? I'm standing. Mm-hmm. I'm, I'm seeking that healing because I do yeah. believe it's possible for God to in a moment take away my anxiety. I think he can do that. Um, I also think it is through a process sometimes as well. And I think even when Jesus spoke, because everyone always points to the, and sometimes they manipulate this um, verse and they don't use it for, I think, what actually Jesus was trying to say, Mm -hmm. where Jesus is like, oh, look at the the flowers and look at the birds and they don't worry, so you shouldn't worry. And so sometimes we're like, worrying is a sin. Stop worrying. (laughs) Um, But I really think what Jesus was, painting to us was that he cares
2: yeah Hmm. he cares
1: about every anxiety you have he cares about every low feeling you have he sees it and he wants you to give it to him yeah and it's so hard and it is a process Mm -hmm. and counseling for me has been huge and similar to you i did counseling for a season it kind of helped kind of didn't but now i'm in a new uh a new season of counseling where monthly i go And it's been incredible. Mm -hmm. I think that's been like the hugest growth of my year. The
0: revelation you get after (laughs) each session.
1: I'm obsessed with my counselor. I feel like Mm -hmm. if anyone's ever watched Parks and Recreation, um, the Rob Lowe character always talks about Dr. Richard Nygaard Mm -hmm. (laughs) and how he's obsessed with his therapist. He's like, I see Dr. Richard Nygaard three times a day. Um, (laughs) But I feel kind of like that with my counselor where because when people have wisdom and you're able to really, and it's a Christian counselor, so we're able to talk about Jesus and the Mm -hmm. Holy Spirit and all those things. I think yours is a Christian counselor too. It's just so huge. And to invite Jesus into that. Well,
0: Jesus, I mean, for a Jesus follower, Jesus has to be a part of your healing. Even if you're not a Jesus follower. I think there, yeah, to talk through it and and all of that stuff might help, but Mm -hmm. it's not going to heal, right? You need Jesus. You need the Holy Spirit to transform you, to redeem you, to restore you. Um, I have a few questions that I want to ask you guys, um, just because you have, you know, journeyed through mental health, uh, struggles, mental illness, all that stuff. Um, what's something, and both of you can take, uh, the opportunity to answer this. What's something that the average person wouldn't know, about mental illness, uh, whether it's anxiety, depression, or, or whatever, the average person wouldn't know that you feel it's important for them to know Mm -hmm. that you think, okay, if they knew this, this would help them Mm -hmm. to just understand it and grasp it. Cause as a person who doesn't have anxiety or depression, um, obviously, you know, I get anxious and worried and all of that stuff. Um, and I have my own journey, um, it's, hard. it's been hard for me to understand it because mm-hmm. I am the kind of person who, when I'm worried, I, I literally will will myself to change <laughs> course, right? And, and yeah. I've learned that you can't do yeah. that, and Zach, you can't do that. It yeah. just it, you know, So I've, I've asked a lot of questions, and, mm-hmm. and I've learned uh, sometimes the hard way. Mm-hmm. Um, but for those listening, whether they have you know, a journey in mental illness or not, what's something you would want you know, the average person to know?
1: I think for having anxiety is that you feel so trapped Mm. and you want to get out.
0: Yeah.
1: I would describe it as like I'm stuck in a prison and like even though there might be the doors open and someone's like, you can move through it. I can't move. Mm. Mm. And so I wish people would realize that a lot of the times, yes, you need to do proactive things. So there is a time to push people to get help. Um, But sometimes when you're in that, I think I had a really rough um, fall for my anxiety And when I was in that, I think the best thing was just patience Mm -hmm. of understanding, like, she's doing what she needs to do. She's seeing a counselor. She's exercising. She's eating well. Um, So if you're doing those things, like, there will be a result. Mm -hmm. Um, But understanding that in those moments, there's not a lot people can say Mm -hmm. because you are stuck. Yeah, and you need to kind of do the tools that you've learned in order to get yourself out of those. Mm-hmm. So you feel you are stuck and you're frustrated with yourself. Mm-hmm. Someone yeah. might be mad at you. I'm the most mad at myself <laughs> when I'm stuck in those moments. Yeah.
0: Um. So. So saying just get over it. It doesn't help. Or move on. Or yeah. or, or sharing a Bible verse. Yeah. You know, I mean, although it might be, you yeah. know, it might do something in that moment. It's like, mm-hmm. you no, know, you just need to be patient. I need
1: to do my breathing exercises. I need yeah. to do what I've learned in counseling. Yeah. But I don't worry about it. That's what I hate when people say, well, don't worry or about calm
2: it. Calm down. Or calm down. It's like, if anyone <laughs> wishes that I could calm down, it's, it's me. me. Yeah. And I mean, say no that... one likes being told
0: to calm no. down. No, no, no. no. It's the, I... literally the worst thing you can tell someone. <laughs> I think I said... Especially when they are calm. Have you ever been told to calm down yeah. and you are calm? And then it makes it you makes angry you and come... you actually need to calm down yeah. after they've said it. But... It's like yeah.
2: that Taylor Swift music video where she's like, calm. Je suis calm. And she's like yelling. <laughs> yeah,
0: I know.
1: Like, I know that. That. So I think you want it more for yourself than anyone else. There are people who do stay stuck. There are people who don't want to get help and you can't force that. But I think if people are trying to get themselves help, you need to understand mm-hmm. it's a process. So mm-hmm. patience, patience. That's, that's
0: good. Zach, what would you want people to know?
2: Um, I think recognize that it's an illness. Yeah. So for me, I think often, um, people would, you know, if someone, let's say someone has cancer, obviously not not all mental illnesses are in the same severity Mm -hmm. in terms of life impact as cancer Mm -hmm. but if someone has cancer right you can't expect them to accomplish and and do all of the the normal life tasks that Mm -hmm. are required of a healthy person but often we expect mentally ill people to accomplish all the same life tasks as a normal person Mm -hmm. and so i think recognizing like yeah i haven't done the laundry for three weeks because I can't get out of bed yeah. or, you know, I, I am behind on doing the dishes or yeah, I did order skip the dishes because like the thought of having to get up and do cook a meal and then do do all the cleanup mm-hmm. and dishes after it is like overwhelming. Mm-hmm. And like, so I think, yeah, trying to just, yeah, feel like people are a little bit more forgiving of mm-hmm. like your ability to perform as, an, as a normal human being. Yeah. And especially with friendships. I think there's been times where I've had conversations with friends and they're sort of calling me out on like, well, you don't reach out and you don't ask me to do hang out or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then I'm like, I literally can't function in my normal life. Mm-hmm. I, it, it's um, unfair of you to assume that I'm going to like initiate all the time with our friendship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think, you know, it's... It, it's hard too with mental illness because really in a lot of times not only are you suffering but you're also teaching because your friends and stuff don't know how to process or deal with it and so you're not you're having to struggle but then also having to teach and I think that's why conversations like this are really important not Mm -hmm. just for the people struggling but for someone who's coming alongside to hear what's really happening in the mind and in the life of the person that you have Mm -hmm. a relationship with and I think all of my friends when I talk to them about you know I said sometimes with anxiety or depression, it feels like there's like, you're watching your friendship through a windshield so you can see it. You can see everything that's happening, but you sort of just feel like there's this barrier between you. Mm -hmm. And I think using that illustration with friends of mine has really helped them to see like a clearer picture of what Mm -hmm. I'm experiencing. And, and I have great friends. And so as soon Mm -hmm. as we have that conversation, they're always so forgiving and like Mm -hmm. understanding, Mm -hmm. but it's just that like, they don't know. Mm -hmm. And so it's, it's hard having to then also be the teacher. Mm -hmm. And that's the thing. Like, so many people just don't know. And it's no one's
0: fault. Like, this has been kept under the radar in the dark for so long that, like, what are people supposed to do? And so Mm -hmm. I think, like, asking questions is so key. If your friends weren't willing to listen or ask questions, and I mean, we are those friends as well, Mm -hmm. um, but if people aren't willing to ask questions, Mm -hmm. listen, then we're not going to get anywhere. I think it's so tough because... As someone who doesn't fully understand it, like you can, I've never experienced it. So I understand mm-hmm. it in my head, but I haven't actually gone through a lot of the stuff that you guys have gone through. And so, um, it, it can be difficult to understand mm-hmm. and, and I can try to reason or rationalize or, or, you know, throw my, well just get over it or will yourself or try harder or go for a run or all of those mm-hmm. things, regardless of what I think, those are your experiences. Mm. It, it doesn't matter if I've never experienced it or if I've never gone through it, like you have. Mm-hmm. And, and so whether I grasp it or not, It is is irrelevant. It doesn't matter. My job is as a person who cares is to come alongside and listen Mm -hmm. and ask Mm -hmm. questions and actually like Seek how can I best help not in the way that I think I should help but in the way that you actually need me to help
2: Yeah, Mm -hmm. and I think that's I think um, At least for me, but I think based on conversations I've had most people with mental illness is you just want to be heard, right? Mm -hmm. You're really in a, like, often in a place where, like, it's a fog and you feel isolated. And to just be heard Mm -hmm. and for other people to understand, like, not even if they can't fully understand what you're going through, to just be willing to sit Mm -hmm. there and listen to you and love you and not try to solve it in the moment Mm -hmm. is really refreshing. I also think... That's huge.
0: Can we just stop there? Not trying to solve it in the moment. (laughs) For me, in my personality, I want to solve everything. Mm -hmm. So when someone says, I'm worried about this or I'm sad about this well let's let's get to the root of that let's solve it right now but i think just and at
1: times it can be helpful at
0: times when, when it's invited when it's invited, when it's invited. Mm-hmm. but oftentimes it off it often comes from a place of like i don't know what to do yeah, yeah. i'm uncomfortable just kind of sitting in that tension mm-hmm. just kind of being in the mud in that messy place um but i've been learning how to get better at just like sitting there mm-hmm. not saying anything responding okay uh, okay i i Tell me more about yeah. that, you know, or, mm-hmm. or what about this? Or, you know, just asking those questions and just really being okay in mm-hmm. that place. But yeah, not offering an answer, not offering a solution is massive.
1: And not judging either. And I think sometimes people might think, well, maybe if you just loved God more. <laughs> and and that, it's true, though, people think that, right? They think like if you're just praying more and worshiping more. But we there's a pastor in California who died by suicide, senior pastor who loved Jesus. Yeah. And so I think what we need to understand is that we have to be listening to people. Mm -hmm. Um, that's a broken situation. And I heard some people's responses to it of like, well, what was he thinking? What do you think? Mm
2: -hmm. Like Mm -hmm. he
1: he was so mentally ill that he was not like, and it was not a selfish move. It was a move of like, I'm so hopeless and anyone can get to that place. None of us are immune from it. Mm -hmm. So I think it's just important to Recognize that anyone can be struggling with mental illness and you can't always see it, mm-hmm. um, but you need to be wary of, of listening. Mm-hmm. And yeah, listening and then saying, do you, do you want help? Do you need to talk through this thought? Because sometimes for my anxiety, that's been helpful. I know I've sat down with both of you and been like, Hey, I'm anxious about this. Like, do you guys think this is reasonable? And sometimes for me, it is helpful for people to be like, no Roberta to walk
2: through. Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: I know what you're saying, but that's not true. I was there. This is actually the reality. So mm-hmm. sometimes it can be helpful. Yeah. Um, but sometimes you're just, you're anxious. You don't know why.
2: Yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: <laughs> you're just like, I don't know.
2: Yeah. And I think like something that I found helpful, uh, both when people do it for me, but also when I've done it for others mm-hmm. is Yeah. Asking lots of questions, trying to understand and then asking, do you, would this be helpful or would this be helpful? Yeah. And giving two options. Mm -hmm. And if, because then I think it's, you're not trying to pick from like the entire world of possibility, what could be helpful. It's just like, (laughs) do you want me to get you a glass of water Mm -hmm. or do you want to go for a walk? Yes. I want to go for a walk. And then, Mm -hmm. right. Like it's, it's a, it feels like you're boiling down things to really simple options. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think that's just, yeah, it's, it's helpful. I think, um, I mean, one time Roberta was, uh, Mark was away on speaking at a conference or something. And Roberta was having a panic attack. And I went over uh, me and then uh, Brittany, who was on the podcast uh, a couple <laughs> we last week or a couple weeks ago. On our <laughs> <laughs> Brittany was there with Roberta and she texted me. I was like, I don't know what to do. Roberta's having a panic attack. And so I went over and the first thing we did was yeah. just like, do some deep breaths, Mm -hmm. calm down. Then we had like had some water and then like we made dinner and it was like taking those like steps steps. along the way. And it wasn't like, okay, here's what we're going to do, Roberta. We're going to breathe for two minutes. Then we're going to (laughs) have a glass of water. Then we're going to make dinner. It's like just taking it step by step, Mm -hmm. offering some options Mm -hmm. I think is really good. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it is hard and, and I think it, it, it varies too. Like with, for me, what I found Having experienced depression and experiencing anxiety, is that depression often feels like it—it's everything about it is a lie, and so mm-hmm. then when someone speaks truth into it, it's refreshing, and it's like, mm-hmm. oh, okay, like that. Yeah, I recognize this. There's no truth based in this. The struggle I have with anxiety is it's often rooted in something that is real. Yeah, mm-hmm. <laughs> and like it, but I'm expanding like, it yes. to beyond be. I'm expanding it beyond how. Bad, it actually is. Yeah. But then when someone says like, "You're right, it is a risk or whatever," I'm like, "I know. That's yeah. why I'm panicking, <laughs> right?" So I think sometimes you just affirmed it. Yeah. Sometimes I think it's it's um yeah learning how different ones manifest and trying yeah. to like mm-hmm. speak to like what is helpful for each one. Yeah.
1: And I think in general, though, whether you have a mental illness or not, there's lots of things you can do to be mentally healthy mm-hmm. because. Like, God cares about the whole self. He doesn't just care about the spiritual, yeah. just the physical. But he also cares about the mental. Yeah. yeah. And I think it's just important for all of us to share. And maybe you can start, Mark, about things you do to be mentally healthy. Mm-hmm. Like, what do you do to keep your mind, like, in a, in a good place?
0: Yeah, I think um, for me, what's been really important as of late is um, taking my Sabbath. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and having a day off a week. Uh, I used to think that Sabbath was a day off a week where I could just not work and and maybe I would catch up on some emails and do some light things. Like I would definitely... Cross that line and, <laughs> and work um, sometimes more and, and sometimes less. But I would just kind of like do nothing, mm-hmm. and so I would find at the end of the day I was tired from doing nothing. Wow! And um, I realized okay, my personality, the way I work, is I need to actually be active. Mm-hmm. So when I just like the worst thing that I can imagine is going to a beach and just sitting on the beach and doing nothing. <laughs> like it just I'm which is like, all side our friends want to do. <laughs> Everyone else wants to do. It. Mark's yeah. always
1: like, I don't want her I'm to like, sit at the beach, and we're like, why? <laughs> <laughs> Go
0: there. Let's do that. Let's. So I'm project oriented. So I need to be proactive and find projects. Yes. So we bought a house in September, doing some projects around. So many the house. things have been done already. <laughs> <laughs> um, and just just trying to find something, anything yeah. to preoccupy my mind. One of the things that I started doing um, earlier this year was puzzles. Right. So puzzles... puzzles. I haven't done it for a while. I need to get back into yeah. it. But puzzles allow me to do something. Like I'm, I'm actively <laughs> doing something, but it doesn't require mental energy yeah. or effort. Mm-hmm, so it's mm-hmm. just super low key, but you it, it requires all of puzzles. my focus. Yeah. Love, puzzles. love puzzles. need to do them more, but, um, really just taking that Sabbath as a day to celebrate. I mm-hmm. want, I'm, I do things that I want to do. Right. I go and get a coffee. Yep. I go hang out in the backyard if it's warm out. Uh, I spend time with Jesus cause that's really important, mm-hmm. but I'm doing things that I found based on my personality. Give me life. Often on those days, I'll FaceTime a pastor from another city who I don't get to see very often, which people could say is work. And we do talk about ministry, Um, but it's so life-giving for me to talk to other church leaders. Mm -hmm. Um, uh, One of the things, Roberta, you've been bugging me for like the last year about working (laughs) out. And I realized just about two weeks ago, okay, I'm a little out of shape. I need to, I need to <laughs> focus more. And I wasn't bugging
1: you because I thought you were out of shape, but I just know the mental you don't find me attractive. <laughs> that is not true. He's um, really let himself down. Yeah. <laughs> if you see Mark, you'll be like, yeah, whatever. So, like, um, natural six-pack. But no, I'm saying, like, for your mental is attached to your physical. Yeah, it's all yeah. connected. So and so connected.
0: I'm, I'm learning that. So the things that I eat, but um, working out yeah. is, is really big. So I signed up for a yoga membership. Right. I, I just don't want to lift weights right now, and I I don't want to do cardio. Mm-hmm. So yoga, hot yoga is we my had thing. You a lot of fun. You sweat a lot, you just feel accomplished yeah. and it's mm-hmm. hard, but it's not like I mean, they have like a break every 15 minutes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and and obviously, everyone's excited for shavasana. <laughs> 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 if I can fall asleep during yeah. a
2: workout, Amazing. sign me up. Yeah. And obviously this is intro.
0: Yeah. Oh, like, they're, yeah, I mean, they're tough. Yeah. They're tough. And the so life. I really, I also want to be more flexible. Anyway, that's besides the point. But <laughs> that's, that's a little bit about what I do and, and what I've been doing lately. Mm-hmm. So
2: Actually, something I wanted to jump in and say as well is, so Roberta and I have both shared like that we go to counseling and we've dealt mm-hmm. with mental illness. But counseling isn't just for people who are experiencing yeah. mental illness. Mark is starting to go to counseling as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah,
0: I have my first counseling
2: session on
0: July Should I say the date? Is that I don't know. I don't know.
2: At the end of July.
0: (laughs) (laughs) So my very first one, and I'm just realizing that I want to have proactive conversations. Yeah. So I don't want to wait for a crisis to hit. I don't want to wait for an emergency to happen. I want to be proactive. I really want to understand myself better. When everyone has stuff, and everyone has everyone has stuff. Everyone has trauma whether you're from a good family, a bad family, whatever, you middle. you have some kind mm-hmm. of trauma. Yeah. Um it might be from something at school, it might be family related. I yeah. I know for sure I have some traumas in my life that I need to work through. Um and and just recent events have made me realize, okay, I've got some stuff yeah. that I need to work through before crap hits the fan. Mm-hmm. And so I uh it took me like 2 weeks to make that make that appointment <laughs> just cuz you know, I'm like, do I need it? And and more so than do I need it which I think I do I want mm-hmm. it I want yeah. to be the best version of myself I yeah. want to be who Jesus has called me to be mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and so uh, we're, we're going to make that financial sacrifice and give it is a sacrifice is. but yeah. you
1: need to make it
0: yeah it's an investment in your soul yeah. and in right? your future in mm-hmm. your future yeah yeah.
1: no and I even see like you know Mark and I eventually like hopefully going together to we sessions. want to do
2: marriage counseling Like to just
1: protect our marriage
2: yeah, and, and really see that
0: flourish yeah
2: and if you think about your health um any part of your physical body, like you have regular checkups for yeah. your eyes, right? You go to an eye doc. You should be Amy going to an eye loves doctor, doctor. every two years. I
1: do, but Amy loves the doctor. <laughs> no, guys. you don't
0: love the doctor. You, I hate you the doctor. You need to go to I the go eye go. doctor more. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I or, do go. Verda or or might be legally blind. We don't know.
2: <laughs> I just don't wear my glasses. <laughs> But yeah, like any part of your physical body to mm-hmm. be healthy, you should be having regular checkups. And yeah. it's not because anything is necessarily wrong, mm-hmm. but it's just to make sure everything's good. Yes. Yeah. And I think the same is Not just is your
1: important. mom or friend diagnosing you.
2: Yeah. Scary stuff. It's scary. Yeah. I was
1: on the internet and uh, I think you might have this. Yeah. No, it's important. Yeah. So Zach, how about you?
2: Yeah. I think, uh, this is something I was saying to the students I was talking to recently about um, how self awareness is so important in your mental health journey mm-hmm. and understanding yourself, right? So for Mark, like recognizing that he is an Enneagram three, so he always <laughs> needs to have something, the best, to... the best <laughs> Enneagram. Oh um, but yeah, have something to do is is h- helpful and healthy for mm-hmm. him. And so I think learning that is really important. I have done every personality test out there. like
1: <laughs> Zach loves personality I love test. a
2: good personality test. And everyone made fun of me when I told everyone to do Enneagram and now everyone loves it. We're all hooked.
0: We are. Hooked. It's and swept North America. Yeah. It's everywhere. Because of Zach. Because of because Zach.
2: me. No, actually it's, shout out to my friend Carrie. She's okay. the one who got me hooked. Anyway, all of that to say that I think learning um, more about yourself will help you to so learn what's, yeah. you, how you can be proactive in your mental health. Yeah. For me, I'm an introvert. I just need to have time on my own. Mm -hmm. And so I will literally schedule into my phone calendar alone time because I know that also I'm the kind of person who, um, hates saying no to people. If Mm -hmm. I don't like have plans already, Mm -hmm. I feel bad. And so, because I love them and I just want them to know that I love them and I want to spend time with them. (laughs) And so this was something that, uh, my counselor actually told me was if you are, overwhelmed or you're in a season where you're really busy and you're not getting alone time, put it in your calendar, write down that you have alone time. And if people ask you if you have plans, you can just say, yep, I have something already. (laughs) Even though the plans are me, myself, and I, Yeah. right. I think that's a huge thing that I try to do. Obviously going to counseling and medication are things that are really important. Mm -hmm. Something that I know and recognize is like, I need for me to eat healthy is so good for my Mm -hmm. mental health. And I recognize and notice when I'm not taking care of my like physical health that mm-hmm. it affects my mental health. When yeah. I'm not eating healthy, like when I'm just eating eating no veggies. Yeah, when I'm not having veggies or greens veggies. or like, I don't veggies. Veggies. Is that new? say veg. Just wait, it's going to hit... No veggies. New slang, it's going to hit veggies. everywhere. Veggies. You heard it here first. Make sure you eat your veggies. <laughs>
1: and see, this is so... We're not editing, so that's going to be on okay. <laughs> shoot.
2: Um, but yeah, I think, like, learning that eating healthy is really important for mm-hmm. me. Um, I know that, uh, like, I love serving and and helping people i'm a t- uh, enneagram too so i'm a helper <laughs> i love doing that and so i love getting to have opportunities mm. to like help someone you know yeah. so even if it's just like i'm at their house and we're all hanging out and then i'll go and like do some dishes or yeah. something it's just like those things that really yeah. like feed my soul and help me to feel yeah. you know productive and right. helpful and and yeah kind of and i think serving especially in your local church yeah, yeah serve. um I think mm-hmm. what it does is reminds you that the world is bigger than just you. Yep. And so it reminds you that your mental illness isn't
0: your Detail. entire, the yes. whole
2: thing, right? Like the, And it gives you, puts you on mission. It gives you mm-hmm. hope for the future. It shows you that like there's things that you can do and accomplish mm-hmm. even yeah. with mental illness. And it's biblical. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Jesus on the cross in his greatest moment of suffering, mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. bleeding, dying. He looks out of himself and he mm-hmm. says, Father forgive them. Yeah, wow. Yeah. Right? He thinks about others. Yeah. And so there's something so profound about in your moment where you need so much mm. of looking at the needs of others around you and yeah. saying, How can I contribute? How can I serve? How can right. I invest in someone else? And there's there's something healing about that. Yeah. Absolutely. Very healing. Yeah.
2: And I think something that um I heard once I heard someone describe worship once as a weapon. Yeah. That mm-hmm. it that because it's especially if it's based on the Bible, which it should be, um that the, the Bible is a double-edged sword, right? And it, it like cuts through s- flesh and spirit. And is that how, I don't know. I'm sort of paraphrasing. So fact check that <laughs> Bible quote from me, but that like it, it can, um, that when we sing truth over our lives, mm-hmm. there's, there's power in that. Very and I think so for me, that's a huge thing is like recognizing too, that, God wants all of me, my, my faults and vulnerabilities as well as my strengths. Mm -hmm. And so when I'm feeling vulnerable and, and, and weak, that coming into that place of worship, he like always meets me there. Yeah. Even when
1: you don't feel like it,
2: yeah, and he might not instantly heal you there, no, but it is
0: still a part of your healing process, yeah, yeah. And being in the presence of God and I think in that in the presence of God, things just melt away, even if just for a moment, things just melt away, and it's just like you and God, you know, you're just praising Him. Mm -hmm. It is a weapon. It's so powerful. Mm -hmm. We need to worship a lot more. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you know, we can't just worship. And I mean, and that's part of mental health. Yeah, it's It's just worshiping. All the time. Mm -hmm.
1: I think that's been something huge for me for my mental health is like worshiping when I even when I don't feel like it and that's when it means more. And usually I don't see the benefits right away, but later and looking back and seeing like now how I am mentally, Mm -hmm. um, how much that has helped. But I think you guys have touched on some great things. Um, I love doing a really hard workout. Because I'm an Enneagram eight, so I want to be challenged. I'm the eight wing seven. It's terrifying. <laughs> so we need. to... I, li-
2: I always tell people I live in fear of eights and threes. So my two best <laughs> friends are an eight and a three.
1: <laughs> um, and the eight seven is like particular. When I read it, I'm like, whoa, I'm a scary woman. Um, but it's not bad. No.
0: So, but-, <laughs> <Everything's done. laughs>
1: but I think for me, like a really hard workout, like this morning, even I did a really challenging workout, and I feel great. Mm. So for me, it's working out, spending time with friends. I'm super extroverted. Um, and just feeling accomplished, reading a book, doing those... If I sit at home and just watch TV all day, it's not good for my mental health. Although you love it. Although I love it, it needs, to be, it yeah. mm. it needs to be in spurts. Yeah. It needs to be in spurts.
0: It's a good thing, but it's not a great thing. Yeah. There's and better I, things. Yeah.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think also just praying and reading your Bible, it's cheesy as it sounds, like it's huge for your mental health. You're mm-hmm. putting in check the truths of Jesus and the mm-hmm. truths of what God believes about yeah. you. Yeah. Um, and if you're reading that over yourself every day, um, you'll definitely be in a better place mentally.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Yeah, absolutely. Well, we could probably talk about this for like 45 mm. more hours <laughs> or our Enneagram types. <laughs> yeah. Oh man, we could do a whole podcast. Episode oh. on enneagram. <laughs> but we're going to wrap up this conversation. Zach, thank you so much for, Oh, you want to say something? There's one thing I want to say. Okay. okay.
2: Um, to, if you're someone out there listening to this, there's actually two things, but to leave really quick. Okay. The first thing is if you're someone out there and you know someone that's struggling and you're worried about how to come alongside them. Uh, I love what happens in the book of Exodus when Moses encounters um, God at the burn, with the burning bush, through the burning bush mm-hmm. and God is like, you're going to free my people from slavery and Moses is like, uh, how? I'm just a shepherd. Like, what could I possibly mm-hmm. do? And God says, what's in your hand? And Moses has the, the his shepherd's staff and God says, with this rod you will perform my wonders. Mm-hmm. And I think that's like my encouragement to you is like, just look at what's in your hand. What do you have available mm-hmm. to you and use that? And I think that will, you'll, you'll see that, um, be really helpful in coming alongside that mm-hmm. person. Mm-hmm. And if you're someone who's struggling, um, there's so much hope for you. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And like, just let seriously. Roberta and my lives be testimonies to the, the, the power of God. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's and not over. It's not no. over. And he wants to, God wants to heal you. He yeah. He understands your struggle and your journey, right? Jesus was so n- anxious in the garden of mm-hmm. Gethsemane that he literally sweated blood. Yeah. Um, And so he recognizes your struggle mm-hmm. and you're yeah. not alone. And make sure that you're reaching out and surrounding yourself with people mm-hmm. who love you, who care about you, mm-hmm. who are going to take you to supports and healing. Yeah.
0: Google yeah. a good counselor. Ask yeah. some friends for a good yeah, counselor. DMS. Yeah. yeah, DM us. Yeah, DM us. What's your Instagram, Roberta?
1: It changed again. At Roberta Rosling. (laughs) Uh, Roberta's every
2: episode. (laughs) And Zach, yours? (laughs) Mine's Zach Olton. Z-A-C-H-O-U-L-T-O-N.
0: Awesome. So reach out to these guys. Reach out to the people who love you. Uh, Reach out to a counselor. Learn about it. Google stuff. Do research. But Mm -hmm. it's not the end. It's just the beginning. You will get through this. Yeah. Um, We love you guys so much. Thank you so much for listening. We hope that this was uh, a blessing to you. Mm -hmm. And uh, yeah, we love you. God bless you. Bye. Bye Bye. Bye.